welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 106. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging out with you. Oh, it's a busy Sunday for me. I record these on Sunday, by the way, uh, which I'm sure you guys already know, but uh, yeah, busy week for me, guys. Uh, I was working today, and then I did the live stream. Sunday night live streams are awesome. They're a ton of fun. No stream next week. It's the girlfriend's birthday, so we are taking a rare day off for myself. Um, so no, no stream next week, but that's a blast. Um, and yeah, we have a lot of housekeeping stuff to get into today. We have your voicemails and a whole lot of fun. But before all of that, can I get a round of applause? Can I get a round of applause, please? Today, I'm excited to announce Manscaped is launching their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not so private parts. I'm talking about a leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe, literally. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join 4 million men, including myself, worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with my promo code JETS20. That is jets two zero. For 20% off and free shipping, make sure to pick yourself up something nice like the Ultra Premium Collection, which is just launching very soon. So let's hop into today's episode. We have to, one more thing of housekeeping before I get into my little my little uh, thing here. It's a big change for you guys. A really big change. So I hope you're paying attention. There's a new voicemail number. No more is are we doing the old number we had to update it. I'm sorry for the change, but I will give you the new number right now and I will put it on the screen. 631-517-0756 is the new voicemail number. Once again, 631-517-0756. I'm sorry for any inconvenience, but we just it had to make the switch. Uh, it, it just it wasn't working on that account anymore. It was becoming too much of a hassle, so we had to make the switch. I apologize once again, but 631-517-0756. Call in, leave me your questions. I'll get to them on the show, but update your contact. I know you say that as a contact. You're a smart person. So just make sure to update it. Really appreciate it. Once again, sorry for the inconvenience, and now we'll hop into the show. So what I wanted to start with is the topic of conversation at pick number four, specifically with Iki Aquanu or Evan Neal being the pick. Far too often online, I've seen the argument of how can you say you won't take a safety at four, but you'll take a guard at four. If you are looking at either Iki Aquanu or Evan Neal in the lens of they're they with the blinders of they're going to play guard in 2022 and forever. I, I don't, I don't get it. My brain doesn't compute how you compute that. Let's break. I want to break this down really from top to bottom and why that logic doesn't make any sense. The logic of you can't take a guard that high or you can't take an insurance policy that high. It's bogus is what it is. Of course you can. 
So let's use Icky as the example, because I think Evan Neal is going to go first overall. So let's use Icky as our example here. You have pick four. Joe Douglas takes him. Now, in 2022, your offensive line could be left tackle, either George Fant or Makai Becton, left guard, Elijah Vera Tucker, center is Connor McGovern, right guard is Icky Aquanu. Right tackle is the other who of George Fant or Makai Becton. Okay, that's good. That is a massive improvement. Icky's a really good run blocker. The Jets need help in that field uh, with Makai Becton coming back. That should also help a great deal in the Jets' run game. Uh, they got better as the year went on, but that should really you know, help both the run game and then help your young quarterback stay protected. Okay, now... The year plays out. Two things could happen. Number one, Makai Becton could get hurt again. I'm confident that Makai Becton is going to come back and play at a high level like he did in his rookie year. But let's say the worst case scenario happens. Makai Becton gets hurt again. I don't, you know, plays six games. Then you say, wow, Makai Becton is not a reasonable option for us to continue to go down this road with. So what we're going to do is we're going to extend George Fant and keep Iki Aquanu and build around those two as our tackles. Okay, now you have, let's say, George Fan at left tackle, Aki Kwanu at right tackle, left guard, Elijah Vera Tucker, Connor McGovern, you could still have as your center, and you're looking for a right guard replacement. Okay. Or, let's say that Mekhi Becton comes back and is great. Easy, good, that's what you like to see. Then you have Mekhi Becton play left tackle, Left guard's Elijah Vera Tucker. Center's Connor McGovern. You still are going to have the hole at right guard like you're going to do after this year regardless if, let's say, Mekhi Becton doesn't work out. And then at right tackle is Iki Aquanu. And then you let George Fant walk in free agency. He gets paid, and you get a comp pick. Those are your two options. It's not you're drafting a, 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 an offensive lineman at four and they're going to play right guard for the rest of their life. That's not what anyone's saying. Where did this argument come from? I, I don't get it. I, I don't. I can't wrap my mind around how small-minded a person can be, or like it's just blinders. That's it. That's all I can compare it to. Because when you have the blinders on the horse and they're only looking at it through this minute scope, and their brain just can't wrap around the idea of anything past one year. It's oh well, he's playing right guard in, in in 2022. That means he's going to be right guard forever, and then that, that's a waste of a pick. And then we you have to you got to take the generational prospect at safety at four. What, we, what 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 are you talking about? What do you mean? I truly it it baffles me because there's a lot of people and a lot of people who are smart who are saying this, but I just don't know why. Why are you being so small-minded about it? Why are you being so stubborn about it? Isn't the whole point to see if Zach Wilson is your guy or not? Does it matter if you have a potential all-pro safety? Or does it matter if your rookie quarterback has a top 12 offensive line or your second year quarterback at this point has a top 12 offensive line and maybe you add another wide receiver in that round and you bring back Braxton Barrios and you add a tight end and you figure out hey wow this guy threw for 4,000 yards the first time we've had a player throw for 4,000 yards since Joe bleeping Namath in 1960 whatever 
Isn't that what you want to know? Or would you rather go, oh man, the offensive line got banged up. Makai got hurt again. Now George Fant walked in free agency. Oh, oh boy. And you, Braxton Barrios got $9 million somewhere. And But I'm glad we took Kyle Hamilton and Derek Stingley. We finished with the 21st defense in the league. And, and then Kyle, Ham, Kyle Hamilton was uh, almost a Pro Bowl level, but he still went 5-12 and 12 or 6-11. and 11. I, I don't get it, really. My, my, I can't compute it. I'm still baffled, stunned, flabbergasted. Whatever adjective you want to use that describes a confused person is me. That's me. That's how I feel. Because anytime I log on uh, on Twitter or I see the comment section or anytime I talk about, it'd be really good to draft Ike Aquanu. Really build up that offensive line. He's versatile. He could play either left tackle, right tackle, guard. You know, you're not moving Elijah Vera Tucker. He was at left guard last year. He's fine. Leave him there. You have him play right guard his first year. And then if George Fant plays as good as he did last year at left tackle and Mekhi Becton gets hurt, then okay. You have him play right tackle. Or even like, let's say something completely, just absolutely wild happens and you end up re-signing George Fant and Mekhi Becton plays fine and Mekhi moves over to right, right tackle. And now if... Ike Aquanu really does just turn into a, a beast of a right guard. Then are we really complaining about having a, sol- a solidified left tackle, a really good run-blocking right tackle, a really good run-blocking right guard, a really good run-blocking left guard? I mean, what the hell are we doing here? Everyone bitched and moaned forever about how bad this offense was. And they take a jump up from 32 to 21 and we're satisfied? That's it? They're not going to be 32nd in the league in defense. Again, they're just not. They're not going to have that many injuries on the on the defensive side of the ball. How many f- starters? They got zero. The six games combined out of their starting safeties with Marcus May and LaMarcus Joyner. Carl Lawson missed the entire year. Gerard Davis was ineffective at linebacker. Vinny Curry missed the entire year. Like, you're not going to have that many injuries. I'm not saying there's going to be a top 15 unit in the, in the league defensively, but even if they just make, I don't know, a few additions. And let's say the defense is... Tw- Would you rather have the 23rd defense and like a 12th offense or like, I don't know, the, the, the 18th defense and the 27th offense? I, 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 re- I It drives me nuts. I can't, I can't do this for another two months. I don't know how the hell we're going to be able to do this for another two months, but I had to get that rant off my chest because I can't log on to Twitter one more time and see the, well, you can't draft Dickie Aquano at four if you're going to play him at guard. Oh my God. (laughs) Folks, let's get into your voicemails. Let's hear what you guys have to say. We're going to go Elliot first. He's calling in from New Jersey. We're going to talk some Kyle Hamilton in the secondary, baby. Let's do it. Hey, Matt. Uh, this is Elliot from Jersey. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about agency and the draft, more specifically the secondary. So regarding the news with Kyle Hamilton, I mean, I trust his coaching staff. If they think Hamilton is the right pick at 10, I say we go for it. And then for um, free agency, I know you talked about getting a veteran in here, and I think one veteran that I think – not a lot of people have been talking about Patrick Peterson. I know he didn't oh. have the best year. He's on the older side. No. 
but he's had a lot of success in this league, and I think he'd be a good fit in this, like, cover three system. Just let me know what you think, and as always, go Jets. Yeah, um, Patrick Peterson had a bad 2020 and then followed it up with a kind of rough 2021. Um, Some other veteran options that I think I would be looking at, uh, Joe Hayden is one. Uh, Chris Harris is another, um, at least they are both older like Patrick Peterson is, but, uh, they've had success. They play well in zone. Um, it's going to be a no for me on, on Peterson. The thing with Hamilton, uh, the quote that came out or the, the story that came out that's being referenced here is that the jets like Kyle Hamilton. I guarantee you that every, that all 32 teams like Kyle Hamilton. I like Kyle Hamilton. He's a good prospect. I don't want to take him at four. I don't want to take him with the number of needs that this team has. If you are a team that is a lot closer to being competitive and don't have as many needs, you could absolutely convince yourself on taking Kyle Hamilton. Maybe the Falcons. Their secondary is is downright atrocious. They still have some good pieces on offense. You have a, a your number one corner. Edge is okay. Maybe they could get away with it. Jets? Don't think so. They could like him. I like him too. He's a really good safety prospect. He's my number one safety in this class. Doesn't mean that I want to use a premium asset on that position. And I don't think it guarantees the Jets do too. Maybe they do. That would be... (laughs) Maybe I'll just retire if the Jets do that. If they take Kyle Hamilton at four. That'll be it. I'll just call out a day. Be done with videos on YouTube. Tyler in West Virginia is up next. He wants to talk about the Jets moving around in the draft. Okay, I like that. Getting aggressive, doing changing things up a little bit. Let's do it. Hey man, it's uh, Tyler from West Virginia. What's up, dude? Hey man, I thought we talked about the Jets uh, potentially trading up from four to three to the Houston Texans and what it would take to get to that point. But now I want to talk about a different draft day scenario. So what if the Jets get their guy at number four, whether that be Kayvon Thibodeau or Iki or, you know, one of the other guys that they just fall in love with at number four. And then they also get their playmaker or more offensive line help or pass rusher at number 10. My question to you is, would the Jets, potentially trade 35 and 38 to get back in the late end of the first round if they fell in love with a prospect. One, what would that take ultimately to get back in there? Could they have to trade 35 or 38 or could they package like a future deal or, you know, what's the draft compensation to get back in there if they fall in love with a player? And two, if they do trade back into the first round, obviously, you know, maybe a couple guys fall, but, who are some of the targets that you think that Robert Sala and Joe Douglas would want on that back end of the first round? You know, who who are some of the guys that they're going to fall in love with? So that's my question to you, Matt. Don't really think it's realistic, but it could be something that happens if a guy slides down the board and they fall in love with a prospect. So enjoy the show as always, Matt. And as always, go Jets, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, first, is um, I think a player who could potentially fall is N'Kobe Dean. Uh, and that's maybe someone I could see trading up for. 
I, I wouldn't do it for Trey McBride. I know that's been a conversation, but uh, I, I don't think I would trade back up into the first round to get him. So the Jets pick 35. I'm looking at draft tech's value chart right here. And they value pick 35 at 550 points. And like, let's just use Tennessee at 26 is 700. So theoretically, pick 35 and 69 would get you there and then some. So a second and third would get you there. Uh, but the Jets combined both picks, let's say. So 35 and 38 is 550 and 520, which is 1,070, which would get you into the top 15, to pick 15 with Philly. Uh, it wouldn't have to take both to move up. Well, I mean, if you want to move up that high, but I don't think it would be likely. I think you'd probably move into like the 20s in, the, in that case if someone's falling. Um, so hopefully that does a good job of answering your question, but it very well could be like, Hey, here is even like, let's look at the fourth round, the, uh, so 35, so 550 and pick 110 is 74. So that's a little over. So let's call it, I don't know. Let's just round to six, 10 that can get you maybe up to 31, 30. Um, now if you add 62, if you add both fourth rounders, so 35 and both fourth rounders, that could get you up to maybe around like the 20, the 26th pick somewhere around there. Um, I don't think they do that. I don't think they trade up for a third, uh, pick though, to be honest with you. I, I'd be, I'd be surprised by that. I think if they did, we're going to go Ben in New Jersey up next. He wants to talk about mega deals on draft day. Oh, sounds exciting. I'm in. What's up, man? It's Ben from Jersey. What up, dude? So after the news that came out last week that the Jets and Giants could be huge players and a potential team strength for our quarterback, like Michelle Watson or Aaron Rodgers, and with the report that Washington, the Washington Commanders are willing to trade anyone on their team, including superstar pass rusher Chase Young. Oh, baby. For a quarterback. I just figured that I would give you a little bit of a hypothetical trade scenario. Highly unlikely, but crazy things have happened in the NFL. So I saw this tweet. I, I think the account is called Cali Jets. I don't know if that tweet's still up there. But basically the tweet said, that we would give up pick 10 in the draft and take 114 up to the up to the Houston Texans while um, Washington gives up the 11th overall pick, their pick at 73, and the first-round pick in 2023. That would all go to Houston. And in return, um, Washington would get Deshaun Watson, and we would get Chase Young. I would do it, yes. And it like I yes. said, I, this is likely not going to happen. But it's not so out of the ordinary. If this if this was two weeks ago, I would be saying you're out of your mind. But with how Washington is and how desperate they are for that franchise quarterback, 
I wouldn't put it past them to include Shakedown in a trade like that. And if that is somehow offered to the Jets, you take it in a heartbeat. Yes. There are not many players I would give the 10th overall pick for. Chase Young is an exception. Mm-hmm. He tore the ACL last year, but in his rookie year, defensive rookie of the year, eight and a half sacks, the best player on, at that time, one of the top defenses in football. And him with Carl Lawson off the edge would give the Jets 10 years of dominant pass rush. I mean, you, it's going to be like pretty hard to turn that down if you're Joe Douglas. I'm being unrealistic and optimistic, but Washington is a pretty dysfunctional organization. They've done some questionable decisions in the past. Yes. Yeah, so yes. I wouldn't put it out of the way for them to trade. Arguably their best player for Watson and for the Jets to benefit from that. Um, let me know your thoughts about it. Highly unrealistic, but it's the NFL. Anything can happen. Let me know your thoughts. And as always, go Jets. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, you prefaced it, but I agree. I would say it's probably not super realistic, but if that was offered to the Jets, you have to do it. You have to. He's that much of a game changer at a position of need at an important position that gets after the quarterback. Can you imagine Carl Lawson and Chase Young screaming off the edge? with Quinny Williams and John Franklin Myers in the middle, that would be one of the best defensive lines in the entire sport. It would be phenomenal. It'd be unreal. And you'd still have pick four. It's a no-brainer. It, it, it is. I mean, I, I, I get the, the risk involved of trading for it. He's young enough. He was impressive enough as a rookie. He was good enough before he got hurt. No, this is a game-changer at a very, very, very impactful position at a very, very, very big need. That makes it, it makes a ton of sense. So remember last week I was talking to you about versus the game or the app that I've been playing. It's, it's a ton of fun. I have a new question this week for you. So I want you guys to play. I linked it down below in the description. You can find, and in the, I'll pin it in the comment as well. Uh, my game for this week is will the Islanders, we did Rangers last week and that hit by the way. So if you voted yes, you would have won money. So hopefully uh, you voted yes in that. So my question for you this week is will the Islanders score two or more goals on Thursday's game against the Vancouver Canucks? So you can play this game, win some cash, vote yes or no if you think it's going to happen. It's fun. I have fun. I love just scrolling through and looking at all the different questions. So. Uh, that's my question. Deny on this question this week. We'll rotate it. Maybe we'll mix in basketball next week. Change it up. I'm doing New York sports-based questions, but they have everything over there. Entertainment, politics, sports, whatever you're into. Let's do Reds in PA. Oh, a mock draft. Ooh, love a mock draft. I'm a sucker for hey, mock what's draft. what's up, Matt? It's Rez from Pennsylvania. <laughs> what up, Rez? Um, wanted to go a little bit over a little mock draft, and this is after the combine and free agency. So... Prior to the draft, I had the Jets where they signed Burials to six mil a year. Okay. Uh, I think that's fair. Uh, Ridley gets traded to us. We give the second round to Atlanta, number 35. And then because of the combine, uh, I start leaning towards a different direction in the sense of bear with me. So okay. Jacksonville taking Iquano. Now, mm. Iquano obviously is developing pass blocking, but – I feel that 
he seems like the mold that he has untapped potential. So he could go number one. And this is just speculation. So he goes number one. Detroit gets Hutch. Houston has a pickle. They take Tibbs. We take Neal. Love it. And then it gets a little interesting because then the Giants, they take Cross at five. Makes sense. And then the Panthers, since Fleece God J.D. did what he did, they're forced to deal with their quarterback situation. So they take a guy like Linderbaum at six. Um, as everyone knows, they lost their center, I think it was in week seven, uh, or week nine, ACL tear. So this is this guy. Uh, Giant takes Lloyd at seven. Atlanta okay. does something where they take Wilson out of Ohio, and that starts gearing something brewing for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Denver takes Pickett as a quarterback, and Pittsburgh jumps out and trades with us for the 10th pick. They want Hamilton? We get the 18th pick, a third rounder, and the first rounder of 2023. Yes. In exchange for our number 10. Yes. Now, I know it's a point system, but this is just, again, it's uh, mocking the mock draft. Pitt takes Matt Corral. And then the way the board just keeps going, you know, I guess by going through necessities, I I, I get down where guys like Gardner end up in Minnesota, in my opinion. Uh, Kyle Hamilton could easily end up in Baltimore because I don't think Hamilton will be a top ten pick at this point uh, with the guys that are at the top of the first ten picks of this draft. Um, And we get down to pick 20, and the Jets get Karloftis. Oh, you're extremely well value. You're talking my language. Extremely good pick. Um, But yeah, just let me know what you think about that. And as always, go Jets. You are talking my language, my friend. You don't have to sell me on George Karloftis. You don't. I I think he's a top ten pick. If he's somehow there for you at twenty, I'm doing backflips. I'm jumping for joy. I love it because then you're getting a my edge three. Some people's edge five, but my edge three. I think he's someone who could go in the top 10. That's how talented he is. Um, I would love it. And you get another first rounder on top of that and another third rounder. So that means you would have two first, two second this year, two first, two seconds, two thirds, two fourths, two fifths. <laughs> Wild. Uh, and then another first next year on a team that uh, has major, major question marks at the quarterback position would be then, if they're trading up for a quarterback, they would be starting a rookie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th- their roster is good, but maybe they win like I don't know, eight, nine games. So they're picking around, I guess, that 20th pick again next year. So then the Jets would probably have two top 20 picks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing it. I think that's a really good mock. Um, I'd be surprised if Kyle Hamilton fell out of the top 10, and that's for someone who I, I don't want the Jets to take him because of the positional value, but I think somebody does. Uh, we'll see who that is. But um, I, if that's a scenario where the Jets could come away with moving back and still getting a George Karloftis at pick 20, that's a home run in my eyes. Let's do Jeff in Cali. Ooh, another mega deal conversation. Okay, let's do it. Hey, Matt, Jeff from Cali, calling back for the first time in a while. Uh, so I concocted a mega trade, uh, like the rumors had been saying about Joe Douglas making this wild trade in the offseason. Now, this one might be a little bit unrealistic, but oh, my God, would I love this. So let's say Tennessee 
they say, okay, look, we can't win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill. Let's Fair. go get Aaron Rodgers. All right, they don't have enough assets to try and get Aaron Rodgers. So they call us and they say, hey, uh, Joe, you know, I, I need some picks, man. Like, I, I'm really trying to get Aaron. We're trying to turn this team around. We need to get some picks. Joe Douglas hangs up. He says, hold on, call me one second. He calls up Elijah Moore. He says, Elijah, how would you like your buddy AJ over here? We send number four overall to the Tennessee Titans for AJ Brown. The Packers receive number four overall, the Titans first round pick this year, the Titans first round pick next year, and Ryan Tannehill for Aaron Rodgers. Jets receive AJ Brown. Uh, Tennessee receives Aaron Rodgers. Everyone's happy. Let me know what you think. Thanks. Bye. Wow. Um, <laughs> that would be pretty wild. Um, I don't. I don't think that's very likely. Uh, but if I'm able to get AJ Brown, hell yeah. I would. I would love that. Are you kidding me? That'd be phenomenal. I'd be thrilled if the Jets can get. That's your number one receiver. He's young, as you said. He's friends with Elijah Moore. Rodgers goes there again. Are these is a deal like that all that likely to happen? I would lean towards no, probably not. I think that would be shocking if that were to happen. But my goodness, that's franchise changing. Last one is Max calling from Homedale, New Jersey. He's going to talk about Kenneth Walker. Okay, let's do it. Hi, this is Max from Homedale, New Jersey, and I have a really good question for you about this year's NFL draft. So. There's a really good running back prospect I want the Jets to select, uh, Kenneth Walker, the third at Michigan State. Like, what's your thoughts on him? Because even though we have Michael Carter, Kevin Coleman, and uh, the other running backs, uh, Ty Johnson, he's not that – they're both not that good. And Kenneth Walker, he's a really good running back. And I understand he only had one good year at Michigan State, but his this his year this year reminded me of Derrick Henry, like when he was in college. I'm not comparing him to Derrick Henry in the pros. It just like compared his year to Derrick Henry's when he was at Bama in 2015. What's your thoughts on Kenneth Walker and Go Jets? Uh, I think he's a really good running back. Uh, he's probably going to go in the second or third round. I don't think I would want to go running back that early. I think I would wait to the fourth or fifth round and go for a bigger body running back. Um, and I would pair like a Tevin Coleman or a Raheem Mostert with uh, Michael Carter. And I, my running back room would be like Michael Carter, Tevin Coleman, and like, I don't know, Haskins maybe, the running back from Michigan, or um, Alabama's running back. Pretty good. Robinson's a big body guy. Um, I'd do something like that probably. Or even, not that he's necessarily a big body guy, but just someone who I like his running style a lot, Algier from BYU. Pair him with Zach Wilson, bring him back. Uh, which those guys to me are someone you can grab on, on uh, in the fourth or fifth round. I think that's my sweet spot. Uh, I don't think I want to have to spend a top 70 pick on running back this year. Uh, the Jets were able to find a, a really good running back in round four last year in Michael Carter. Uh, I think you find him a 1B and with either a veteran in free agency or um, and then adding a, a bigger body guy, uh, which is something that they don't have and that they need for short yardage situations. So... That was it. That was all the voicemails from uh, this past week. I appreciate each and every one of them. A reminder again that uh, the new number for voicemails is 631-517-0756.
If you haven't already, please make sure to check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Matt O'Leary NY. Five bucks a month, you get bonus content. Uh, we're doing player write-ups over there. Uh, over the weekend, I had a write-up on James Bradbury and if the Jets should look into uh, trading for him. Uh, I, By the time this comes out, we'll more than likely have something up on Dante Fowler. And if this is the year the Jets finally land Fowler, uh, you have the access to the player cards from 2020. 2022 player cards will be available when the season comes. Uh, and there will be different kinds of write-ups and evaluations on both free agents and the draft and anything else in between. But thank you so much for tuning in today. Please make sure to subscribe, give a rating review. Really appreciate all the love and support. That's going to do it for me. Once again, I am Matt O'Leary. I'll talk to you next time.